VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on the VCY American Network. And uh, we are having a news roundup day here today. I wish we could do a a year roundup as far as the news is concerned, uh, because there is so much that has transpired this year of 2023. But but friends, uh, there is so much that's happened just within the last week. I mean, it is difficult to keep up with the the level of of matters that are taking place. Uh, Certainly, we're here to keep you informed on a number of issues, uh, certainly uh, not as in-depth as we wish we could go, just because of the volume of material that we're dealing with. But uh, certainly to uh, help you be understanding of the times in which we live, recognize that uh, that our, our days that are upon the earth are here for a purpose. Those uh, who know Jesus Christ as Savior certainly are called to be upon uh, to be salt and light in this world, uh, to go about making disciples. That is our primary purpose as we glorify God uh, through our actions. And uh, for those who don't know Christ as Savior, friends, please, please place your trust in Jesus before the door is closed for you. And uh, with that just being said, I would like to just make mention today here on Crosstalk, the uh, homegoing that uh, we learned of, of uh, uh, Dr. Donald Wildman, who is one of the legendary leaders of the American conservatism, founder of the American Family Association, uh, who went home to be with the Lord. Don Wildman was one who said, all God asks of you is faithfulness. And uh, Don was born in 1938 and uh, Became a United Methodist uh, preacher for some 13 years, but troubled by the profanity and indecency that he saw on television. Started the American Family Association, and certainly our condolences to uh, the Wildman family, uh, their loved ones, their friends, and uh, the ministry, AFA, as well. Friends, as we take a look at uh, what's going on in the news today, Maine's Democratic Secretary of State yesterday formally has uh, well has removed former president donald trump the states uh, from the state's presidential primary ballot under the constitution's insurrection clause becoming the first election official to take action unilaterally as the us supreme court is uh, to uh, going to be deciding whether Trump remains eligible to return to the White House. This is a story on Newsmax.com. This is a decision by the Secretary of State, Shanna Bellows, uh, following a ruling earlier from the Colorado Supreme Court, but unilaterally deciding to remove Donald Trump from the ballot in Maine. Uh, this is likely one that uh, is going to have to uh, go before the United States Supreme Court. But amazing, amazing action that is taking place. Matter of fact, uh, Epic Times reports with the Colorado Republican Party's appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court to keep former president and current GOP frontrunner Donald Trump on the state's primary ballot. President Trump is near certain to stay on the ballot. The secretary of state's office in Colorado that oversees elections in the state said Donald Trump will be included as a candidate on their 2024 presidential primary ballot when certification occurs January 5, 2024, unless the U.S. Supreme Court declines to take the case or otherwise affirms the Colorado Supreme Court ruling. Also, the Epic Times is reporting the Michigan Supreme Court has rejected an attempt to remove former President Trump from their 2024 ballot. Again, many are trying to use the uh, 14th Amendment to the so-called Insurrection Clause. Just the News is saying that California's elections chief late uh, Thursday yesterday approved Donald Trump to be on the state's primary ballot. The Washington Examiner, Louisiana, the latest in the growing list of states considering removing former President Trump, from their state's primary ballot. Ashley Reeb uh, filed a lawsuit against the Louisiana Secretary of State demanding that Trump be removed from the ballot over his actions surrounding January 6th. The argument is the same that's been filed in Michigan, Rhode Island, Minnesota, Florida, New Hampshire, Oregon, and other states. Uh, really gives uh, uh, impetus for the U.S. Supreme Court to take up this issue. 
Interesting story. The headline caught our attention. Breaking, now there's proof Brad Raffensperger lied to President Trump when he told him in January 2021 phone call there was no fraud in 2020 election. Politicom.com has a story. Late December 2020, President Trump made a call to the Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger asking him to look at some of the items that were uncovered by his auditor. Plenty of evidence for a competent auditor. Any man of integrity know that the election was uncertifiable. But the Secretary of State's office secretly recorded the phone call with President Trump, then lied about its contents later when they leaked it to the far-left Washington Post. Raffensperger's office ran to the Post, leaked the fraudulent transcript of the call. The Washington Post outed Jordan Fuchs as their anonymous source. Fuchs provided the Washington Post with a fraudulent Trump quote that the paper ran in an anti-Trump hit piece on January 9th, they reported. They planned to do this uh, to do the most damage to President Trump before the uh, sham impeachment trial in the U.S. Senate. Georgia chairman of the Republican Party David Schaefer later revealed that Raffensperger and Fuchs lied to the Washington Post about Trump, demanding that they, quote, find the fraud. Interesting. We'll see what comes out from that, though. But a shocking headline uh, coming out on that issue. Well, from Breitbart, 50% of Americans said that the national media intended to mislead, misinform, and persuade the public, a Gallup and Knight Foundation poll found. Just 35% said most news organizations could be relied upon. Only 26% held a favorable opinion of the news media. 53% hold an unfavorable view. And they report also in this article about uh, the storylines and that the establishment media has ignored in 2023. For instance, ABC, NBC, CBS Morning News ignored the Chinese money wired to the Joe Biden address. ABC, CBS Evening uh, Programming ignores the bombshell whistleblower claims of Hunter Biden's pre- uh, preferential treatment from the DOJ. Washington Post, New York Times, Politico, CNN, MSNBC's main front pages failed to mention the IRS whistleblower claims against Biden's DOJ. Uh, the, the other re- uh, reports of uh, ignoring the allegations of bribery uh, and uh, the uh, claims of no evidence to support a Biden impeachment inquiry contradicted by mountains of evidence. So uh, they're pointing out that uh, a huge, huge bias taking place in the media. Well, let's move up. <laughs> no news there, is there? Uh, let's move on to another topic here today. And uh, as we just celebrated uh, Christmas uh, we are going to play for you an audio clip that came from Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. To our Christian friends around the world, Merry Christmas. Christmas is supposed to be a time of goodwill to all men and peace on earth. Well, we don't have peace on earth, not on our part anyway, and we certainly don't see goodwill to all men. We're facing monsters, monsters who murdered children in front of their parents and parents in front of their children, who raped and beheaded women, who burnt babies alive, who took babies hostages. This is a battle, not only of Israel against these barbarians, it's a battle of civilization against barbarism. And I know in this that we have your support. I want to thank you for your support. I want to thank you for your prayers. And I want to assure you that as we stand together, we will also prevail. We shall win this war and secure our common values and our common future. Israel. Thank you. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu speaking there with his Christmas message. From Worthy News, Iranian state TV announced Sunday that Iran's Navy had enhanced its weaponry with the integration of advanced locally manufactured cruise missiles. And uh, they are designed, uh, described as being fully smart, a range exceeding 620 miles, capable of uh, changing targets during their flight. From the Times of Israel, a senior official in Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps was killed Monday in an alleged Israeli airstrike in the Syrian capital of Damascus, Iranian media reported. According to the semi-official Iranian Taznim news agency, Brigadier General Razi Mousavi was killed in a strike in a Damascus suburb. Iran's President uh, Razi vowed that Israel will certainly pay for this crime. Mosavi was responsible for coordinating the military alliance between Iran and Syria, was believed by Israel to be heavily involved in Tehran's efforts to supply weapons to terror proxies in the area, including Hezbollah, the the terrorist group. 
Uh, that story from the Times of Israel. Israel 365 News is reporting that the October 7th massacre in southwestern Israel was a response to the 2020 killing of Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps Quds uh, Force Commander Qassam Soleimani by the United States. Tehran claimed on Wednesday uh, this uh, matter, but certainly these acts of revenge will continue in different times and places, stated Sharif, voting to, uh, uh, vowing rather to avenge Musavi, the Iranian major general that was killed in the alleged Israeli airstrike in Syria earlier this week. In a statement responding to Sharif's remarks, Hamas de- denied the claim, insisting that the October 7th massacre was a response to alleged Israeli crimes at Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem. So you got terrorist groups disagreeing with one another why the October 7th uh, terrorist attack upon Israel took place. From Red State, uh, we find that anti-Israel protesters wrecking havoc on um, unsuspecting shoppers, travelers, and and others uh, in an effort to uh, spread their ceasefire and Israel is guilty of genocide messages Well, this time around, the agitators disrupted roadways near JFK Airport in New York City and Los Angeles International Airport and one of the busiest travel days of the year. From the National Review, President Joe Biden ordered retaliatory airstrikes on three sites in Iraq on Monday after Iran-backed terrorists launched a drone attack on U.S. military base there. Uh, from the Daily Caller, a second American hostage in the Gaza Strip was confirmed dead yesterday, according to multiple reports. This is Judy Weinstein Haggai, a 70-year-old American-Israeli dual citizen, confirmed dead on Thursday, roughly a week after her husband was also declared to have died. Uh, there are approximately six American hostages remaining in Gaza, according to the Wall Street Journal. The Daily Caller also reports that the two leave behind four children and seven grandchildren, according to the Times of Israel. She was an English teacher that worked with special needs children. He, a musician and a retired chef. From the South China Morning Post, President uh, of uh, France, Emmanuel Macron, uh, demanded a lasting ceasefire in Gaza during a call with the Israeli prime minister. On Wednesday, his office said an escalating humanitarian crisis grips the Palestinian territory saying, quote, France will work in the coming days in cooperation with Jordan to carry out humanitarian operations in Gaza, uh, the French pre- president said. He also insisted on the importance of measures to end violence by what uh, he termed Israeli settlers against Palestinian civilians in the, quote, occupied West Bank and prevent new planned settlements. Well, as we have done with uh, conducted previous uh, programs on Crosstalk before, uh, Israel is not an occupier. Israel holds title right to the land. You can refer back to previous programs on that issue. From JihadWatch.org, following a year of record immigration into Canada and amid reports of nearly 2 million of its citizens relying on food banks, the Canadian government has announced plans to accept refugees from Gaza. Immigration Minister Mark Miller announced yesterday that Justin Trudeau's administration is preparing to fly in extended families of Canadians in war-torn Gaza on temporary three-year visas from January 9th. At the news conference, he explained that those who are a spouse or common-law partner, child regardless of age, grandchild, sibling, parent, or grandparent of a Canadian citizen, or permanent resident would be eligible to come to Canada as well as their immediate family members. So what will that mean with the border here with the United States of America as well as it relates to Canada? Will we see uh, the so-called refugees coming across that border? Friends, we're up against a break. We'll be back in one minute. This is a News Roundup Friday on Crosstalk, and uh, you're listening to the VCY America Network. to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, what formed Utah's Great Salt Lake? Chris, the Great Salt Lake is much more salty than seawater because it has water coming in but no rivers leaving the lake. Whatever dissolved solids come in stay there, and as the water evaporates, the lake increases in salinity. It turns out that Salt Lake is really just a leftover remnant of a much larger lake called Lake Bonneville. 
when the great flood of Noah's day drained off the continents and places water ponded and became inland lakes. Most of these lakes have since drained either through evaporation or through catastrophic failure of the natural dams which were holding them in. Lake Bonneville evidently drained northward through the Snake River Canyon within the last few thousand years. Chris, all the evidence fits that back-to-Genesis truth of Earth history. To find out more about creation science, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org. It's a news roundup day here on Crosstalk. We thank you for tuning in. A lot of topics, a lot of issues that we seek to get out here today on the broadcast. And friends, uh, just about ready to close off this year of 2023, the last Crosstalk program of the year. And we thank you for tuning in on a on a daily basis for the topics and issues that we have coming up. Uh, Lord willing, we've uh, got a number of uh, programs already lined up for next week uh, to take place. And so we begin this new year of 2024. Friends, a reminder, even amidst the news and the troublesome times, to keep your eyes firmly fixed on Jesus. Uh, So important in these times, and uh, I trust that even as we share these stories, that it builds a burden in our heart for this world uh, to be praying for our leaders, to be praying uh, that people's hearts would be turned toward the Savior. Let's uh, continue with some news here today from the Times of Israel. Israel Defense Minister Galan says that Israel will declare five money exchange offices in the West Bank to be terror organizations. The decision to declare them as such is due to alleged money transfers made to Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Gaza. 21 people arrested overnight by Israeli forces in the West Bank in connection with the transfer of funds to recognize Palestinian terror organizations. During the course of the arrest, forces seized the equivalent of um, $2.8 million from nine branches of the five money exchange companies. Forbes also confiscated documents, telephones, and uh, recording devices, as well as safes. From FoxNews.com, uh, Iran has posted its uh, production, has boosted that production of highly enriched uranium. After a slowdown earlier this year, the UN's nuclear watchdog said in a report Tuesday, That's according to Reuters. Iran currently enriching uranium up to 60 percent, reaching the 90 percent needed for weapons at its pilot fuel enrichment plant. From WND.com, the mother of a terrorist who murdered a British Israeli woman and her two daughters has endorsed her son's violence, threatening, quote, we should devour the Jews with our teeth. This is Hassan uh, Katananai, and uh, the report said the had uh, killed Lucy D. and her daughters in a shooting attack last spring. His mother, in an interview with the Cuds news agency, said he loved martyrdom. He would say to me, day and night, Mom, I want to be martyred. She continued, we cannot accept what the Jews did to us. We should fight them with our children, with our money, with our families, with our fingernails. We should devour the Jews with our teeth. The Jews are our enemy from beginning to end. That's the end of quote from this Mother of a terrorist. From Jihad Watch, a troubling story here. A December 15th, 2023 Friday sermon delivered at the Bayonne Mosque and Community Center in New Jersey. Streamed live on the mosque YouTube channel. An unnamed preacher said that the people of Gaza are guarding the dignity of the Muslim nation. And he prayed that Allah would grant them victory. He asked Allah to punish the infidels, to allow the Muslims to inherit their homes, lands, and wealth of the infidels, and to take their children and lives, and, and also their, rather their lives, as booty. From My Christian Daily, a Muslim family in Nashville has beaten their young son after he converted to Christianity. The Muslim family residing in Nashville arrested and charged with beating their son on December 11th for this incident. American Thinker tells us a new government-funded study out of Britain conducted by scientists at the U.K. Center for Ecology and Hydrology purports to show that human breathing is contributing to greenhouse gas emissions. Stop breathing, folks. I mean, is that the message? Haven't we said all along that this is all about population control? Human breathing is contributing to greenhouse gas emissions. Therefore, the study authors are urging caution in the assumption that emissions from humans are negligible. The peer-reviewed study published Wednesday in the Public Library of Science Journal 
Uh, that's PLOS-1, investigated greenhouse gas emissions of methane and nitrous oxide in human breath, which allegedly contribute to global warming. Yeah, we're talking about carbon, carbon credits and what you need to do and, and how we need to limit the population. But not only that, we need to watch your food intake, unless you're coming to our great big uh, COP28 conference in which all kinds of dainty foods and meats will be presented but friends, a troubling story here. It's coming. You've been warned about. We've had many guests on Crosstalk dealing with this issue. From WND.com, the World Health Organization chief demands plant-based food systems to what? Save the planet. It's an online video. The uh, World Health Organization chief, this is a, a Tedros Gabreas, has said, quote, our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one-third of the global burden of disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting for the healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. So, friends, stop breathing, stop eating. Got that? That's the message coming forth today. But here it is. This is Tedros Cabreses. Our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one-third of the global burden of disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting towards healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. If food systems delivered healthy diets for all, we could save 8 million lives per year. WHO is committed to supporting countries to develop and implement policies to improve diets and fight climate change. I'm therefore very pleased that over 130 countries have signed the COP28 UAE Declaration on Climate and Health. Together, we can protect and promote the health of both people and planet. I thank you. Yeah, that's uh, the WHO director, Tedros Cabreasis. And uh, again, you know, got to eat healthy, plant-based diets. I mean, uh, this is this is uh, meat under attack. Again, it just comes with different words, but that's their bottom line. Uh, the uh, coming to us. Uh, here as well, the political declaration marks the first time that the health impacts of climate change have taken center stage in 28 years of the U.N. climate talks. The U.S. and the European Union headline the list of signatories, along with uh, uh, wide swaths of Latin America, including North Africa, East African nations like Kenya, Nigeria, India, South Africa. Uh, uh, let's see, we understand that uh, South Africa, however, had not signed at the time of publication. While the declaration is not legally binding, the declaration serves as a voluntary call to action outside the format process of the U.N. Framework Convention on Climate Change. So, uh, friends, that message is only going to intensify. It's only going to intensify. And we see uh, the the uh, restrictions and the binders that are placed upon farms, ranchers, uh, the, the, the beef cattle industry fertilizers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to get worse. That's my view. Worthynews.com reports that Iran and Russia have finalized an agreement to use their respective national currencies for bilateral trade, ditching the U.S. dollar in the process. Uh, the governors of the central banks from both countries finalized the agreement at a recent meeting, as stated in a report by Iran state media. The agreement facilitates Russian and Iranian banks and companies to conduct transactions in their currencies using non-SWIFT systems and bilateral links, enabling financial dealings despite U.S. sanctions. Well, the agreement comes on the heels of another trade agreement signed this week with Iran. The Eurasian Economic Union consists of Russia, Armenia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, and Kyrgyzstan signed a free trade agreement with Iran on Christmas Day. Gatestone Institute says the world's most dangerous combination is China and Russia. China and Russia are more than just working together. They're forming the core of a new axis. Around this core are proxies and proxies of proxies like Iran and North Korea, Algeria, a host of terrorist countries. The Chinese and Russian leaders are forming this grouping because they believe the United States, the final guarantor of the international system that frustrates them both, must be taken down. 
President Xi declared that People's War in America has made it clear that the U.S. must be destroyed and Americans exterminated. Putin is less ambitious, only wanting the U.S. out of his way as he recreates the Russian Empire at its greatest extent. In other words, China and Russia are preparing to go to war together. As no country threatens either of them, they are undoubtedly thinking of perpetrating more acts of aggression. This being reported by the Gatestone Institute. Moreover, Xi and Putin believe that the United States is in terminal decline. Change is coming that hasn't happened in 100 years, the Chinese dictator said on March 22nd to the Russian dictator in Moscow while bidding farewell after their 40th in-person meeting. And we are driving this change together. Gatestone Institute calling this the world's most dangerous combination, China and Russia. Meanwhile, the Daily Caller tells us that the number of Chinese migrants crossing the southern border illegally continues to reach record highs, according to recently updated U.S. Customs and Border Protection data. In November alone, Border Patrol recorded 4,767 encounters with migrants from China crossing illegally, according to the data. In June... The uh, House Homeland Security Committee Chair Mark Green said that some Chinese migrants are tied to the Chinese Communist Party and China's People Liberation Army. Border uh, Border Patrol recorded 24,000, think about these numbers, folks, 24,000 encounters of Chinese migrants crossing the border illegally in fiscal year 2023. 24,000. Now, let's go back to the year 2022. You know what that number was then? 1,970. Let's go back one year earlier, 2021, only 323. But this this fiscal year, 2023, 24,000 encounters of Chinese migrants crossing the southern border illegally. The Washington Times reports Russia launched 122 missiles and a score of drones against Ukrainian targets, officials said Friday. Uh, that's today, killing at least 20 civilians across the country and what an Air, official, uh, Air Force official, uh, Commander Mykola Olenchek, wrote on his official Telegram channel, this was the most massive aerial attack since Russia's full-scale invasion in February of 2022. Let's get back to this immigration issue. CBN News reporting that after an urgent meeting with U.S. officials, Mexico has unveiled a new task force to stem the tide of migrants crossing the southern border. The country's leaders announced this step uh, a step after meeting with the Secretary of State Blinken and Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas in Mexico City on Wednesday, Mexico's government is agreeing to step up immigration enforcement within their country, help reopen key ports of entry, and encourage migrants to stay in Mexico. But the action comes at a time of unprecedented surge of migrants crossing illegally in the U.S. According to the Customs and Border Protection, as many as 10,000 migrant arrests are made along the border every single day. Every single day, a caravan of some thousand migrants currently heading to the United States. Washington Examiner tells us on Thursday, uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson criticized the Biden administration for discussing amnesty for deferred action for childhood arrival recipients with the president of Mexico. At a time when America is experiencing the worst border crisis in our nation's history, it's unconscionable to hear the Biden administration's announcement that Secretaries Mayorkas and Blinken discussed with the president of Mexico amnesty for illegal immigrants, Johnson said in a post on X. Uh, the United States must focus on policies that deter, not att- attract, people attempting to come here illegally. Johnson went on to call the president uh, uh, to take immediate steps to stop the flow of illegal immigration into our country. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. I've got a couple more immigration stories uh, that'll take us uh, to New York City and even impacting the Veterans Administration. We'll tell you more about that and some other important issues following the break. This is Crosstalk, a news roundup Friday on the VCY American Network. The Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans is a powerful epistle proclaiming the glory of Christ, teaching sound doctrine, and giving believers boldness. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Read by Brad Canterbury. 
VCY America is offering an audio CD of a complete reading of the book of Romans, telling of God's amazing love. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This audio recording also reveals God's amazing gift to mankind. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Good for yourself or to share with others. Paul's letter to the Romans on CD. Available for a donation of $9 from VCY America. Call 1-800-729-9829. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and as we wind down this year of 2023, just want to say how much we appreciate your prayer support for this ministry, your financial support as well, and uh, knowing that uh, we trust Crosstalk is making a difference in your life and keeping you informed on a number of issues, challenging you in some regards, providing you uh, uh, spiritual food on other programs uh, uh, here as well. But uh, thank you for making Crosstalk part of your listening here in 2023. We're just talking about uh, what's happening at the border and 10,000 encounters every single day. You know, 70,000 in a week. Just multiply this out, folks. It's, it's staggering to know what is going on. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, Fox News has a story. Wednesday announced new restrictions on charter buses from Texas. Now, keep in mind that they are the welcoming city, the sanctuary city. Well, Adams announced an executive order requiring charter buses to trans- who transport migrants to provide 32 hours notice in advance of their arrival in New York City. The order also requires buses to arrive between 8.30 a.m. and 12 p.m. between Monday and Friday. Such buses are also required to drop off at one particular spot. If buses do not comply, it would result in a Class B misdemeanor with penalties, including three months imprisonment and up to $500 fine for individuals and 2000 for corporations. Buses could be impounded by the NYPD. To be clear, though, this is not stopping people from coming, but about ensuring the safety of migrants, making sure that they can arrive in a coordinated and orderly way, he said. My, oh my. Friends, can you imagine? Why doesn't he take this message to the border? Okay, those of you who are entering illegally, you must give us 32-hour notice. You can only arrive between 8.30 and 12 noon, Monday through Friday. (laughs) I I tell you, this is really insane what's going on. And if you don't comply, we're going to imprison you. Wow, wow. Very, but, but he's not going to imprison those who are entering illegally. He's going to imprison those uh, who are bringing them, you know, up by bus. So is this going to be the bus drivers? Is this going to be those who run the corporations of the buses? And we're, by the way, we're going to impound your bus? Interesting. Okay, let's move on to the Epic Times. Uh, uh, the Border Patrol is becoming a travel agent under the Biden administration, says a Florida congresswoman. This is Representative Laurel Lee saying that the, the, the border agents have become nothing but, but travel agents. We have brave men and women at the border who are down there, ready, willing, able to do what is needing to be done to enforce our laws. But uh, they said they are being assigned tasks like passing out blankets and working as travel agents to bring people into our country. Just the News is reporting that despite the backlog of veterans' claims, the VA is using resources to help illegal immigrants. Hundreds of thousands of veterans' health care claims are on backlog at the, at the VA. Top Republicans in the House and Senate are hoping to prevent VA resources from being used to process claims for the medical care of illegals. According to a July report from the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the agency contracts with the VA to process medical claims. Now, they're making a point we're not paying those medical claims. We're just processing them. Well, it's got to take them away from doing what, they're, what they should be doing to serve our nation's veterans. The Daily Caller is reporting that the uh, FBI gun background check database contains nearly 14 million entries for illegal immigrants. The Daily Caller tells us that the FBI has a massive 15-month backlog in DA, DNA testing for migrants. Uh, emails are showing. Uh, I wish I had time to get more into those stories, but I've got other topics. Uh, uh, here also from the Daily Wire, Immigration and Customs Enforcement announced the arrest of 26 illegal immigrant sexual predators during a three-day operation in Los Angeles last week. In just three days, arrested 26 illegal immigrant sexual predators. The operation carried out by ICE's Enforcement and Removal Operation was conducted December 18th through the 20th. 
The crimes committed by the illegal immigrants included crimes against children by individuals from Mexico, El Salvador, and Guatemala. And the Center Square is reporting that California's free Medi-Cal to cover illegal immigrants amongst the health care shortages taking place beginning January 1. Illegal immigrants will be able to qualify for and use Medi-Cal, that's California's taxpayer-funded free and low-cost health care plan for low-income residents. Uh, this is amazing. The uh, California will add an estimated 700,000 users to the Medi-Cal system at a cost of $2.7 billion per year. Let's hit another issue. From Western Journal, a Queens man who allegedly managed to get 32 absentee ballots through the New York City election system for a Democratic primary election last year has been charged in a 140-count indictment. Abdul Rahman of Floral Park allegedly filed 118 applications for absentee ballots for the August 22 primary, according to a news release by the Queens District Attorney's Office. The release said that the fraudulent ballots did not come uh, to light until primary day, August 23, when a voter was told at his Richmond Hill polling place that he could not vote because an absentee ballot had been requested using his name. Well, the application had been signed and dated listing Rahman as an authorized individual who could pick up the ballot. But he said he never filled out an absentee ballot, never requested one, did not even know this guy. Well, as the digging continued, investigators learned on August 8th that 118 ballot applications had been dropped off at the Queens County Board of Elections. And uh, they named Rahman as the authorized person to pick them up. The release said 32 applications were approved. Okay, let's hit another topic. Oh, yeah, with the elections coming up and uh, soon caucuses will get underway in uh, Iowa. The Epic Times is reporting on the next year's competition for control of the U.S. Senate will be a critical battle. Uh, Democrats currently control the upper chamber by the slimmest of margins, 51 to 49. And uh, whoever wins uh, the Senate will control the legislation before the floor. Uh, Nine crucial states they're looking at. uh, Don't have time to go into analysis of each one, but the states they're looking at Ohio, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Montana, uh, this would be um, also Nevada, West Virginia, Michigan, Wisconsin, and New Jersey. Oh, there is an endorsement that's come out for the 2024 race. Um, the Order of Nine Angels. It's a satanic cult founded in the United Kingdom in the 1970s, according to the BBC report has endorsed the Biden-Harris ticket for the 2024 presidential election, reports Western Journal. Uh, 09A stated on its website that democracy is failing worldwide. Nations are going broke, preparing for war, inundated with refugees, beset by internal refugees, ruled by careerist psychopaths, and perhaps most ominously electing leaders who are associated with foreign powers. We want to rush into the abyss so that the end of history can come to its natural terminus and a new dark age will be visited upon the earth. Only Biden-Harris can bring about this advancement of history, and therefore, we endorse the Biden-Harris campaign in 2024. End of quote. That coming from westernjournal.com. Friends, troubling news out of the state of Ohio. Republican Governor Mike DeWine issued a veto today that would ban doctors from performing these body-mutilating surgeries on minors and also would bar biological males from competing in women's sports. He went at great length during a press conference about his discussions with families who claimed that their children would be dead without so-called gender-affirming care. And just hours before the deadline, the governor said that he had vetoed the bill. The bill banned doctors from prescribing puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones and from performing these transgender surgeries on minors, body-mutilating surgeries on minors, according to the text. My... Troubling, troubling indeed. Just the News is reporting a federal judge in Idaho temporarily blocked a law that would have made it illegal to give so-called gender-affirming care treatment on minors. And when you hear gender-affirming, folks, we're talking body-mutilating procedures. We're talking about medications that are going to be used to stop the natural human course from taking place. I mean, in the preliminary injunction, a judge wrote that the key point of disagreement in this litigation is whether medical intervention allowed under the World Professional Association for Transgender Health and Endocrine Society guidelines are safe, effective, and medically necessary for some adolescents suffering from gender dysphoria.
The Daily Signal tells us a Missouri school district providing elementary school teachers with coloring pages asking children as young as kindergartners to choose their pronouns and draw the corresponding hair and clothing on their pictures. This is the Webster Grove School District Directory of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion. Shane Williamson emailed administrators a resource list of gender identity and expression activities during the October 22 in honor of LGBT History Awareness Month. Uh, we uh, saying, I believe it would be a good start to our own resources sheet that provides ideas and activities that can help affirm and support our elementary students around the topic of gender identity and expression. Jay Green, a senior education fellow at the Heritage Foundation Center for Education Policy, said that the coloring pages used by the St. Louis District are inappropriate for young children. Asking kindergartners in a Missouri public school to reimagine their gender identity, list their pronouns, is simply not age-appropriate and almost certainly inconsistent with the priorities of families in that community. One American News Network reports after recently breaking a 300-meter woman's track record at the Rochester Institute of Technology, a transgender athlete provoked outrage. On December 8th at a college track and field meet at uh, Nazareth University, New York, Sadie Schreiner, whose uh, birth name is Camden, surged to victory, setting a new record with a time of 41.8 seconds. Schreiner had repeatedly participated in the men's division 100-meter race in the same competition a year earlier, but placed 19th position. But if I now identify as a woman, taking first place. Amazing. Todd Starnes is saying the state of Oklahoma school superintendent Ryan Walters announced a plan to banish drag queens from public schools and to welcome back Jesus. Announced a three-part plan to get back to teaching kids how to read and write. Step one is to ban diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, saying that he that they uh, should be called discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination. Indeed. Um, by the way, the Daily Caller indicates that the District of Columbia has the highest percentage of LGBTQ individuals in the U.S., according to a UCLA study released in December. In the nation's capital, 14.3% of the population claim to be part of the community, with Oregon, Delaware, Vermont, and New Hampshire also topping 7% of the population, uh, identifying as LGBTQ. The study by the Williams Institute, University of California, Los Angeles, said Study estimates the total population of LGBTQ individuals, 13.9 million, roughly 5.5% of the U.S. population. That's according to The Hill. Troubling story, LifeNews.com. A new undercover video just busted the nation's biggest abortion business. A Planned Parenthood employee shown on the video admitting that the abortion giant takes teen girls out of state for secret abortions. While abortion is prohibited by state law in Missouri, this has not stopped Planned Parenthood from taking minor girls to neighboring Kansas for secret abortions. In the new Project Veritas video, a managing director for Planned Parenthood in Kansas City, Missouri, explains how frequently clinics arrange interstate abortion transport for minors without parental consents. Every day, she laughs. We never tell the parents anything, she brags. She also talks about how Planned Parenthood gets judges to rubber stamp abortions without parental consent or knowledge. They will bypass without the parents. You just have to make sure you tell them what you call and we call, we can cut off the letterheads. So it doesn't even say where she was. Trust me, this is not our first rodeo. The Planned Parenthood official also talks about how the abortion giant deceives schools. Quote, we could give the doctors note to where the school, it doesn't matter if the school agrees or not, uh, they have to take it. They have people that will come pick them up, pick up the minors, folks. They have people that will pay for the whole thing. By the way, the abortionist travels uh, the country doing abortion, says he's proud to kill babies. It's a Kentucky abortionist who who uh, puts out of uh, work in Tennessee when the Dobbs decision happened, but Aaron Campbell, proud abortionist, traveling across the nation. And uh, we understand that the visitors that had attended the National Archives and were wearing pro-life attire were told to uh, remove them. They were attending the March for Life. Well, they've won their battle and a settlement agreement. The, uh, each uh, plaintiff will be receiving from the National Archives $10,000. Friends, our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Matthew 25, Jesus is separating the sheep from the goats. 
Now, don't confuse Matthew 25 with Revelation 20, the great white throne judgment. That's where he judges the dead. This is Matthew 25, where he's judging the Gentile nations that have come out of the tribulation. He's separating the sheep from the goats, and he commends those sheep who ministered to his brethren. I was in prison, and you visited me. I was sick, right? And you cared for me. I was thirsty. You gave me water. Remember that? Well, that passage is used to promote social justice. It's not about social justice. He said, you'd ministered to my brethren. In the Greek strong, we find out that the brethren is the Jews. You know how hard it is today to stand up for the Jewish people since October 7th with the rise of anti-Semitism? We've not seen anything compared to what's going to happen during the tribulation. Jesus isn't saying you're saved because you helped the Jews. You helped the Jews because you're saved. Friends, if you want to comment on these or other current event stories, there is so much that is taking place. Uh, you're welcome to give us a call here today, 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. Uh, by the way, Canada set to offer assisted suicide to Canadians with mental illnesses. The New York Times reported Wednesday. The story on LifeNews.com tells us the law would make Canada one of the few countries that allow individuals struggling with mental illness to seek assisted suicide through a doctor. It is set to go into effect in March. Isn't that called assisted murder? Uh, They've drawn condemnation from lawmakers and mental health professionals. Uh, A doctor said, I'm trying to keep my patients alive. Uh, What does it mean for the role of physician as healer, as bringer of hope, to be offering death? And what does it mean in practice? Approximately 13,200 Canadians died by assisted suicide in 2022. Let's go to the phone lines. Here are number 800-733-9829. Only Illinois, George, you're on the air. Yes, thank you for taking my comment. Uh, those children that take that test with the uh, pronouns in the picture, when I was in school, if we got that wrong, the teachers told us, but today the teachers are confusing and that's what it's all about it is it is confusing and you're causing kids to wonder children in the classroom are are told that that you can have boy body parts but be a girl and vice versa uh causing confusion yeah they are grooming Grooming. indeed thank you for the call our number 800-733-9829 jeff in kingsville ohio you're on the air Hello, my name is Jeff. Um, um, you will ask about things that are current events and comments. Well, this is an item that should be a current event. Uh, about 12, 15 years ago, my wife worked for a, uh, she had a job with these people, and the people were retiring, and the guy, the guy retired, his name was Gary, he retired from uh, our local water company. And before he retired, it went up for sale, and the Chinese bought the water company, him being a Vietnam veteran, that kind of irked him, and he did a little research, and at that time, now this is 12 or 15 years ago, more than half of the water companies in the United States were owned by the Chinese. Hmm. This should be a national security item, and everybody should know about this. Yeah. It should be. I, I don't have any document, documentation on that, but I'll say what you've said here, Jeff, is very alarming. We have seen that Chinese, uh, Communist China, have ties to buying up farmland, to buying up land close to U.S. Uh, 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 you know bases, uh, our military defense bases, and uh, and when then you combine that with the number of uh, Chinese uh, encounters at the border, we got to start putting two to two together, don't we? Yes, absolutely. And I've listened to politicians and I've listened to all kinds of people, and nobody is even mentioning the the infrastructure that the Chinese are buying up here in the United States. Hmm. Thank you, Jeff, for raising the issue. Have a good day. Thank you, you too. And again, our number here at Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Friends, as we were talking earlier on the LGBTQ plus agenda as well, we, we're seeing such blasphemous things taking place. Uh, There was a, and the Daily Wire had the story of a church in Italy uh, took considerable backlash for its dangerous and blasphemous nativity scene featuring a figure of a second woman in place of Joseph, alongside the figures of 
of Mary, the baby Jesus. Uh, this was the Church of Saints Peter and Paul, and uh, their Reverend uh, Vitaliano della Sala uh, decided it would be a good idea to have a more inclusive nativity in the church. So the uh, reverence that I wanted to show with the scene that families are no longer just the traditional ones. The same-sex nativity scene, which uh, with one of the Mary figures, was draped in rainbow colors, sparkled, uh, uh, rather sparked an online petition for its removal. The very thought that they would do this uh, shows blasphemous intentions. That's my viewpoint on that as well. We know what's been going on in the environmental movement as well, and uh, there are auto dealers across this nation that are just saying, hey, we don't want these EVs on our lots. Uh, and uh, oilprice.com had an interesting story. Ford, last Thursday, uh, Ford said on Thursday, that's a week ago, that half of all their Ford dealers, 1,550 Ford dealers, chose to sell electric vehicles in 2024. That's down from two-thirds that said this, uh, you know, said that they would last year. So uh, going down from uh, from uh, two-thirds down to one-half, the other half of the four dealers will sell and service the uh, ICE and uh, hybrid models, but only half of all four dealers agree to sell EVs in the next year. Also, Breitbart is reporting that the electric vehicles are piling up on the dealer lots as American consumers continue buying traditional gas-powered cars at faster rates, the Wall Street Journal reports. According to the journal, despite major investments from the federal government and automakers into EVs, Americans are not warming to President Biden's green energy agenda the way that the administration and the industry has predicted. And uh, as a result of that, uh, it takes a a dealership, we understand, about three weeks longer to sell an EV than a gasoline vehicle. That's according to data from car shopping website Edmunds. Aside from a lack of electric charging stations and consumer nervousness over reliability, the cost of EVs remains a prime reason why Americans are choosing gas-powered cars instead. Figures released in the journal show that the average EV cost buyers nearly $52,000 last month while the average gas-powered car costs less than 45000 and uh, industry experts say they do not expect EVs to get any cheaper until 2025. But you think about all the subsidies that are coming in for them as well. Well, friends, uh, also let me just share this. Uh, some of you are familiar with the story in, in uh, the Arizona area, but uh, from not the bee, um, Hans Schmidt, the evangelist who was shot in the head while preaching on the street in Glendale, Arizona, was said to be improving uh, earlier this uh, this going into through last week. Uh, his wife uh, had a Facebook posting saying, In the blink of an eye, our lives were changed. You are a living miracle every day. I'm amazed seeing you hold our baby boy once again, waving at our baby girl. You have a long way to go, but God will carry us through. Thank you to everyone who's been praying. Please continue to pray. Oh, friends, let's bear one another's burdens. As Scripture says, And so fulfill the law of Christ. And even as we close out one year and uh, enter anew, be thinking, who can I make a difference? How can I make it the spiritual impact, a spiritual impact in the life of another? Lord, open my eyes to, to be that one, to see how I can minister for you in such a time as this. Well, our time is gone. Thanks for joining us here during 2023. Looking forward to next year as well, should the Lord tarry. But friends, I trust this weekend you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.